Welcome to the Bookwifery Podcast, a weekly podcast that helps you birth your book, your voice, and your audience through discernment, companionship, and guidance. I'm Christiane Squires, the founder of Bookwifery, and my mission is to help you birth books that heal the world with light. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Bookwifery Podcast. I am so happy to be here with you today. I am recording for you a follow-up episode to last week's episode, which was all about how to birth a book. And in that 30-minute episode, I just talked through the importance of your book, your voice, and your audience in your experience of book pregnancy, particularly when you are birthing a general nonfiction book, which... I define loosely as books that are meant to directly help people. So different than fiction, different than memoir, different than creative nonfiction. General nonfiction books are in those categories like spirituality, self-help, business, psychology, um, computer programming, school test prep, any kind of book that's written to help others learn something or grow in some direct way, heal, um, gain wisdom and information that they are wanting to make their lives better. So less story-based and more guidance-based, wisdom-based. So that's what we're working on here. And I recorded that episode last week for you. And as soon as I uploaded it and kind of had it finished, I, I just knew that there was so much more to be said. You know, the title of the episode was How to Birth a Book. And I thought, you know, I talked through the, you know, essential DNA strands. Um, I think in that episode, I was referring to them as the three legs of a stool. And I've since decided that I would like to describe it as the three strands of DNA in a healthy book birth, healthy, healthy book pregnancy and book birth. And I thought there's so much more to say about actually how to do this. And so ever since then, I've been kind of chewing on this idea of how can I more concretely equip you to birth a book and to know what's involved. And what I came up with is what I'm going to talk to you about today. So this is part two of how to birth a book. And this is where we're going to get into the nitty gritty. And I have a gift for you. If you go to bookwifery.com slash checklist, you will be able to sign up to receive a nine page checklist, but I will say that one of those pages is the, is the front title page. Um, but it's basically a checklist that walks you through every step of birthing a general nonfiction book. I take you through kind of the initial orientation of book pregnancy, take you through the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, delivery and postnatal phases of book pregnancy. And I just put together a checklist of all the things you want to be mindful of in each of those phases and can easily just kind of work your way down the list, checking off each thing and know that you are tending to your book, your voice, and your audience in each of those phases in the ways that you need to be doing. And also able to clearly see what do you need to be doing when, you know, when does it happen that you start turning your attention toward the book proposal or query letters? Um, At what point do you start um, getting clear on competitive titles in your conversation space? Um, What are you, how are you focused on your audience at different phases of the process? What does it look like to get ready to bring your book into the world to actually have the delivery process happen? What's involved in that? And so this checklist is, is a little bit, um, 
Well, it's it's thorough, <laughs> but I will say too that um, as I was putting it together, I was pulling from how I teach these these um, trimesters and these phases in my coursework at Bookwifery with Bookwifery authors. Um, a lot of what's put into this checklist for you. It's kind of pulled from different lessons that I teach, different exercises that I have authors do as they're going along in each of their trimesters. And um, partly, as I was putting together this checklist for you, I thought, is this crazy? I'm like pulling up my courses and I'm pulling all these different like exercises and ideas and you know, kind of like different steps that you do through each phase of the process. And normally people pay me for these courses a good, you know, a good sum to to take the material, to be given the information, to be walked through a process. And there was a part of me that was like, is this crazy to be putting this into a checklist that I'm going to give away for free? Um, but I decided to do it because I firmly believe in a few different things that I'm going to articulate to you here. Number one, um, I know that not everyone can afford to take courses that cost several hundred dollars um, and just need some guidance and from a source that they've come to trust and value um, to help them move forward. You know, we've talked before on this podcast that you can just, you can Google your way through this. You can (laughs) kind of put together your own plan. And I will actually link up in the show notes um, a link to episode, I think it's episode four that talks about various approaches you can take to your book pregnancy. And one of those is to DIY your way through it. And so um, that's that's definitely a way that you can go about this by like researching all the info yourself and figuring out kind of a some marching orders for yourself. But I decided that this would be a way to kind of um, create a shortcut for you through that process and actually give you a guide that you can use. Um, and um, number one, because if if you are not able to afford doing online courses in the way that I offer them or that other people offer them, I didn't want that to hold you back from moving forward. Um, number two, um, going back to that DIY concept, some people just prefer to work that way. They're just like, give me the plan and I will work the plan. And I will raise my hand and say that is the kind of person I am most, most of the time. I just love to work a plan. (laughs) I love to kind of figure things out on my own also. And I'm also a pretty autonomous person. I like to kind of an independent person. I kind of like to just go my way and figure it out. Um, There are definitely times when I realize, you know, I've reached my own limits on what I can do myself. And so then I might seek out a guide or I might seek out a course or I might seek out a community of people that can help me with something. But I can certainly appreciate and have a soft spot in my heart for people who prefer to DIY their way forward. So that's another reason I thought to provide this checklist. And then the third reason that I decided to go ahead and do this is because I knew or I know that what is included on these eight pages of checklists is really just... um, it's a distillation of what you can get in my courses, but it is in no way, in no way the whole of it. I mean, each of these bullet points or check checkbox points um, have whole lessons attached to them. Um, in my courses, you receive email lessons every day in your inbox that kind of unpack each of the ideas that are connected to each of the points on these checklists. Um, you also receive video lessons that really um, instruct you in certain areas about aspects of publishing or cultivating an audience or finding your voice. Um, You receive also access to me on a regular basis as you're enrolled in the courses and access to a community of people who are walking the journey as well. And so I just know that giving this to you 
will help you in some big ways. And it also, I don't think will ultimately <laughs> detract from what I do in my, um, in my actual work. So I think it's a win-win for both of us. And I also hope that if you work through the, the checklist and find yourself in a place where you realize that having the greater support of, um, the guidance and the community and the, the, the discernment tending that comes alongside all of the courses that I offer inside the book with free community, that that is always still available to you. And on that point, I will tell you some exciting news. I am happy to be announcing now here on the podcast, and that is that I have just put together and started to invite people in to what I am calling the Bookwifery Collective. This is a community gathering space for all of the authors who are moving forward in their book pregnancies here at Bookwifery. So if you have signed up and worked through any of my courses, or you have worked with me one-on-one in the past, you've been invited into this collective experience. And now going forward from here, anyone who enrolls in the Bookwifery courses will be folded into that Bookwifery collective space and be a part of that larger community of people who are pregnant with a book and working on their books and navigating the ins and outs of that process. I'm so excited about this because I've realized I've realized all along this past year Year that as I launched different cohorts for kind of starting the book journey, um, something really special happened inside those cohorts. And I've ta- I've mentioned that here and there on this podcast before, but there's this beautiful energy and friendship, kinship, um, and encouragement and love that starts to spring forth between the people who are involved in a cohort together. And so that in and of itself was a huge noticing for me this past year in the work that I do and just loving to, f- to facilitate space for that to, to bubble up and happen, um, for them to get so much more out of the experience than just the coursework and the process that I'm, and the guidance that I'm able to provide, but they were able to then kind of expand their own own heart space for people that became dear to them and that ha- that shared a common experience, a common language, a common journey. But the other thing that was interesting to notice this year as that was happening was I thought, oh my gosh, I would love for my January cohort people, people who started way back in January 2018, to meet the people that are in my March cohort or my May cohort or my September cohort. And I just found myself thinking like, you are having this amazing experience with your small cohort group right here, but there's like other groups just like yours that are just as amazing. And just think what could happen if like the six of you met the four of them and like the 10 of you together could have an even more amazing time. And so (laughs) I just started thinking that, you know, there's got to be a way to bring everyone who is walking the bookwifery journey of um, book pregnancy to connect and to expand what's possible to learn from one another and the experience that you're going through that's so unique and how rarely you can find other people who know what that's like. So long story to tell you about the launch of the Bookwifery Collective that is now alive in the world. And we've got a group of people already in there that are starting to get to know the space. And going forward from here, like I said, everyone who enrolls in the initial four-week intro course to book pregnancy with me, this is the book that is kind of like you're planning your book pregnancy, you're laying the foundation for your book pregnancy. I call it the book pregnancy version of what to expect when you're expecting. 
it's the very first step you take forward in your book pregnancy here at Bookwifery. Everyone who enrolls in that four-week course gets access to the Bookwifery Collective. Going forward, you'll get to journey together and continue to move forward in your book pregnancy into the first, second, and third trimesters. And so I am going ahead and opening up enrollment for the collective, which is basically enrollment into the next offering of the four-week intro course that starts in January. Um, Enrollment is open now. As soon as you enroll, you get access to the collective and all the things that we are doing there this month of December. It's a busy month, obviously, with the holidays, but there are some really special events being planned for this month already. I'm going to be teaching a live workshop on Instagram basics. I'm going to be doing a live interview and coaching session with one of the members of, of the the book with free collective who just um, landed a book contract. So she's going to tell us about her journey into that. And we're going to do some coaching with her around an area that she has need right now. Um, we're going to, we also are going to do a soul tending session with the whole group together, a time to come together and tend to the soul of you as you are tending the soul of your book. Um, and there's live Q and A's every Friday as well, where I will answer any question that is posed that people might want a personal response to. So And then on top of that, just getting access to this great community of people who are traveling the journey, who are living it out, who are encountering their own um, challenges or questions or ideas or inspiration and can share that with one another. So I would love to personally invite you to join us at the Bookwifery Collective by signing up to take your first four-week course here at Bookwifery that will get you oriented to your book pregnancy starting in January with immediate access to the community and all that we're going to be doing this month and going forward from here. Okay, so bookwifery.com slash checklist to get the checklist and download it and bookwifery.com slash expecting if you want to go ahead and sign up for the course that starts in January and join the collective with us immediately upon your enrollment. All right. So for this episode, we are going to review what's involved in this checklist. And I think what I'm going to do, I I was like, oh my gosh, this could be a really mammoth episode if I walked through every single point uh, on this checklist, every single bullet point here. And I'm not sure I'm going to do that. I think what I'll do is pull out some highlights from this checklist that you will find if you go ahead and sign up at bookwifery.com slash checklist to receive it. So um, what we have here, um, getting started on page two, we have the the title page on page one, and then getting started on page two is um, just this initial orientation. So this page really comes alongside you in a similar way to that four-week intro course that I just mentioned is going to be starting again in January. Um, I, I included on this page of the checklist a number of exercises that you are invited to do in that four-week course. It kind of gives you an abbreviated taster of all the different exercises that happen in that four-week course that allow you to kind of get a lay of the landscape, prepare your heart, prepare your mind, and prepare your body to get going in your book pregnancy. So I don't count this four-week course as like um, you have officially begun your book pregnancy. It's more like, I mean, you have, but the first trimester, which follows this course, this four-week course, is really where we start digging into your actual book project and getting work done on your book, your voice, and your audience. So this four-week course and the initial orientation that comes up on the first page, first official page of this checklist is really more like 
There's a lot of reflective space for you to notice what brought you here, what are some of your assumptions about this experience that you're about to step into, um, what are some of the commitments you're going to be making, what are some things you're noticing are true about you and your book and your audience right now, even though you haven't quite dug into all of that and the rest of the um the checklist and the, if you were to take the courses with me, we'll actually get into like, get your hands into the soil of all of that. Um, but this is kind of like this gentle entryway. And um, like I said, I like to think of this four week course normally as like the book pregnancy version of what to expect when you're expecting. Once you realize you're pregnant with a book, you're kind of start to spin out a little bit and think like, I don't really know how to begin this and I don't know what's involved. You know, if you were a human who was pregnant, you might be thinking, like how will how will this change my life and um, what will my pregnancy be like and what will my baby be like will it be a boy or a girl um, what do I need to know about growing a human inside my body and what do I need to know about parenting a human once it's out in the world and so that four week course is really what helps you start to get a sense of like what's involved here, what do you need to know here at the outset, what's going to come later down the line that you don't need to worry about yet, but it can at least get you kind of a sense of the scope of this thing. Um, so yeah, that first page of the checklist um, just really gives you a taster of what it's like to start to kind of orient yourself and gives you a lot of good handles for doing some of that yourself if you were to use the checklist to move yourself forward. Okay, moving into the first trimester, this section of the checklist is, let's see, I'm going to count for you. I think it's two pages. Yes, it's two pages. And what I like to point out here is that when we enter into the first trimester, you are going to start by looking at your voice. So the tagline here at Bookwifery is your book, your voice, your audience. We make sure that you are tending to each of those throughout the duration of your book pregnancy. Um... But when we get into the first trimester, we don't take those in the order that we normally list them, your book, your voice, your audience. Instead, we start with your voice, then we move to your audience, and then we move to your book. And so um, I want to explain the reason that that order is, is given to you. It's because your voice is the thing that really grounds everything else about your book pregnancy. I define your voice, which I'm, you know, if you've been listening here a while, you've heard me, you've heard me define this before. Your voice is your unique contribution to the conversation space in which your book will sit. So it's like, what are you bringing to the conversation space that your book is about? Other people have been writing and talking about this topic as well. Um, you need to know that there is something happening in the culture right now that indicates an interest in this topic right now. And so being aware of what that conversation sounds like, what's included, what voices are there, um, and then being able to get clear on what it is that you're bringing that contributes to that conversation in a unique or new way. And that can be the content that you're bringing that's like filling a hole, or it can be the way in which you are talking about the topic in a, you know, in a different kind of way, whether it's a humorous way or a more academic way. Um, so noticing what it is that makes your contribution unique. That is the first step of first trimester because that's going to inform everything else that follows. When you start to work on your audience, 
you want to be really honing in on that unique thing you're bringing to them that they aren't finding anywhere else. So again, it might be a certain angle on the topic that is really necessary to the conversation and you're wanting to elevate it and shine a light on it and really draw attention to it. And so that's the thing that you are really focusing on when you are cultivating your audience and tending to them. And when you then are working on your book portion in the first trimester, that is what you are pulling out as like the really important matter that you're bringing to the page, that the thing, the ideas that really help insert into the conversation something new. So we start with voice because it's really the the seed that starts everything else. So the things that the the main thing I'm inviting you to do with that section of your first trimester experience is to locate um, five or so other recent books that are similar in topic to yours. Um, And I really emphasize finding some recent books because, again, this goes back to needing to make a case that there's interest in the market in this topic right now. What are other people saying about this right now? And then as you start to review them... Noticing your response to those books, you know, what are you noticing about the way that each author approaches the topic? What are you noticing about their voice? Um, What are you noticing about what they cover or don't cover? What's missing here? What do you wish they were saying that they're not saying? And, And as you notice your own response, that almost becomes like a mirror you can turn back to yourself and look at and say, okay, this is telling me something about what I really care about in this area and I want to make sure other people are receiving. It's like this becomes almost a beacon for you. Your response to these other books in the marketplace that are that are talking about a similar subject as yours become a beacon for you of like, oh, it's or more like a, um, a, a compass point pointing true north for you of like, I need to follow that because I'm having a response because I clearly have an opinion about this <laughs> and I have something important to say about this. And so it can be a guide for you. Um, and then when we get into your audience in this first trimester, I talked already about how you're going to want to be thinking about what your unique approach brings to the conversation space. But we're going to spend more time in this place um, really thinking about how you might, uh, how and where you might connect with your audience. So you're thinking about um, which um, online or offline um, places or platforms really are a good fit for you and also a place where your audience is likely to hang out and find you or be interested in finding you. And then you're doing some analysis around some marketing concepts. I call, um, I'll name them here for you. One of them is called the no like, and trust factor that people tend to to follow or buy from people or brands that they feel that they know, they like, and they trust. So, I mean, I, I go through a process where I invite you to kind of notice brands and influential people that you follow and what is it that you enjoy about them and why are, why are you following them and what is it that they are providing to their audience, which includes you, that is valuable? Like, what is it that makes them a valuable brand or person to follow? And starting to apply some of those noticings to your own sense of yourself as you think about approaching your audience. Um, And and another um, marketing approach that is presented in this section is um, this fourfold way in which it's like a grid 
that gives you some ideas for how you can connect with your audience. And they're known as entertain, persuade, inspire, and educate. So most marketing messages, um, and that's really what this is. I mean, kind of sounds crass to say that, but when we're talking about your audience, it really is how are you connecting with your audience, which is another word for marketing. Um, I don't mean to, I mean, I don't want to say that that's all it is, but but just in terms of educating you about how to begin to enter more fully into this space, we can look at what marketing can teach us about how to connect with an audience. And so um, this fourfold grid of entertain, persuade, inspire, or educate is kind they're kind of viewed as like the four pillars of um approaches that you can take to an audience. So there are some brands that lean really heavily into being entertaining. Um, And so the messages that they put out, you know, always make, you know, their audience chuckle a bit or um, captivate their imagination. Um, Another brand might really lean heavily into inspiration. Um, I think about um, like, a a sports brand might lean heavily into inspiration by showing you people who are doing incredible feats with their bodies or um, different sports things or um, accomplishing certain milestones in their physical acumen. And so, you know, that's an inspiration heavy um, field. And so, you know, you don't need to use all four of these, but it's helpful to think about what, what might be your strongest pillars in connecting with your audience and beginning to like take these different tropes, this no like, and trust factor, the fourfold model of entertain, persuade, inspire, and educate, and really think about what can you pour into each of those elements that allows you to connect with your audience? What makes sense for who you are? What makes sense for what your unique messages, your you know your your unique voice that you're bringing to the conversation, and what makes sense for your audience and how they are likely to resonate with this subject matter and with who you are and what you have to share with them. So you're kind of looking for a, like a Venn diagram overlap of all those things, and that's what this segment of the audience portion of the first trimester walks you through. So you can start moving forward in your book pregnancy with some intentionality in how you are connecting with your audience on behalf of what you're bringing through your book that's in the process of being developed. And then moving into your book in the first trimester, there's some prompts here on the checklist that allow you to think about different um, brainstorming um, angles or aspects that you can you can access that let you start to kind of get all your ideas out on page on out on paper. In the course version of the first trimester, this goes much more in depth than what's here in the checklist. You know, you get prompts for I think ten days in a row that invite you to go really deep into different um, different angles on this, and you know the prompts are more than just like a one-liner prompt. It's like a whole lesson that kind of helps you unpack that prompt and all the different ways you could think about it. And so, um, but this this checklist gives you a great starting point, um, and you're welcome to like take it where where you want it to go. But the 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 goal here with the book portion of your first trimester is you're dumping out all your ideas. Um, you are thinking about what it means to really lead people along in this subject matter area in the way that you are seeking to do in the book. And then you're looking at all the ideas that you have that you've dumped out and you're starting to create some 
order to it by noticing things that cluster together as like items. And so, you know, it's like creating some mind maps out of what all the different disparate ideas are. You start to kind of notice some clumps or some like patterns and ways in which like what's here might create some structure for a book. And as you pull ideas together into little clusters, you can start to notice, you know, what seems to be making up a like a, what could make a good chapter. And so you're ultimately by the end of the first trimester getting clear on what are those chapters for your book? What's going to go into each of them based on all the different brain dump ideas that go into each cluster? And how might you write a summary for each of those chapters based on what that mind map or that cluster shows you is the focus of that book and what it will cover? So it's really exciting because by the end of the first trimester, you have actually accomplished some of the steps that are going to go into the book proposal. The book proposal asks you to you know, provide a summary of all the chapters in the book and in the order in which they'll be written in the book or that you anticipate. And so this, this piece of the first trimester actually is doing that for you, this brain dump section where then you start to sift through and find clusters of ideas and create a a shape and then write summaries. All of that you know, when you get to the book proposal in the second trimester, you'll feel like, oh, I've already done so much work on that. In the first trimester, I can just kind of pull that over and just tidy it up. And then another aspect of this is where, you know, I mentioned finding these other titles in the marketplace, these other books that are talking about this topic and noticing what they're doing well and noticing your own response to them and what might be missing. All of that is a big component of the book proposal as well that comes later in the process where you are asked to include competitive titles and how they connect to what you're doing with your book versus what's already been done. And so I just love the way that um, this process allows you to be doing work that you need to be doing to get clear on what it is you're doing (laughs) with your book. But it's also like there's this you know, additional way in which what you're doing just for your own benefit becomes beneficial later for things that you have to do. So let's talk about that. We're going to move into the second trimester now on this checklist. So in this second trimester, you've probably heard me mention before, this is where all the writing happens. You are probably feeling by the time you get to the second trimester, like, when can I go ahead and just write already? I'm writing a book and I haven't actually done any writing yet. And all of the work that you've done up to this point has been preparation, which is so important to prepare well. It 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 keeps you from having to go back and like... Um, in a way, go backward later. If you haven't done uh, any good planning, then you get to a point where you realize, oh, I missed some steps and now I have to kind of stop and go back. So um, you've been doing all this prep work, you've been laying all this groundwork, you've been getting clear on a lot of things. And now when you reach the second trimester, it's like all of that is going to pay off because now you have so much at your disposal to work with to get done the actual writing. So you're going to write your sample chapters in this phase of book pregnancy, you're going to write your book proposal, and you're going to draft your impeccable query letter that you use for soliciting agents and publishers. Um, You're going to start sending out those query letters to see if anyone is interested in receiving your package of materials, which includes your book proposal and your sample chapters. And then you're going to work on completing the remainder of your manuscript as you're waiting to find a publishing partner that wants to partner with you. 
So there's a lot that happens in the second trimester. It's the fullest trimester of them all in terms of the the work that you are being asked to do and the length of time it could take. So writing your sample chapters, writing your book proposal, doing all the querying process, trying to find a publisher, all of that. There's some there's some ways in which you don't know how long this particular trimester might take because you can't control the timeline that's happening, you know, in in the sphere of all these other people that you're you're reaching out to to see if they're interested. But there are lots of things that you're doing on your own that keep you busy throughout, even during that waiting period. So, um, so yeah, what I love about this, once you get to the second trimester again, is that you have done so much in the orientation phase and in the first trimester to prepare you well for this second trimester push of all the writing and all the things. So when you are writing your sample chapters, you get to go back to those mind maps that you just created in the first trimester and pick the three most um, what's the chapters that seem most profound, most impactful, maybe pack a little bit of sizzle and sparkle um, and decide which three chapters you want to to write as samples that can go into your book proposal package. Not every publisher or agent will require you to submit three chapters, but some of them will. And so I take the view that it's better to be prepared than unprepared. And so I ask you to write three sample chapters just in case. And then you can pull from there um, which of those three are the strongest if someone's only requesting one or two. Um, so what I love about the second trimester course that I offer at Bookwifery, if you were to take it, is that when you're in the writing phase, um, there's some really special elements that are included in the time when you're writing your sample chapters. Number one, we begin each writing week with... Um, like a writing plan. There's like a workbook that you receive that includes a writing plan for the beginning of the week. You look out over your coming week and you you kind of name what your intentions are for the week, what you expect might be some challenges, you know, getting your writing done, how you might um, respond to those challenges and kind of just prepare yourself for the week ahead and what you what you are hoping to accomplish on behalf of your book that week and the writing that you're going to do. And at the end of the week, um, that workbook also includes a writing examine, which allows you to take some time to reflect on how the week went. You know, where did you notice consolation and desolation in your writing project this week? Where did you notice help from the divine presence? You know, what are you noticing you need as you look ahead to the following week and what, you know, what would be helpful to you? So there's just some reflective space provided, which I love. I love that connection to your interior self and to the divine presence in the process. And then the other piece that is included included during that portion of the second trimester are what I call soul notes. And so on the days that you're working on your writing, I'm dropping into your inbox with little love notes for your writerly soul. And so it's just a really special time where you are kind of in that cocoon place of trying to get all the content out. And you're doing this really hard gestational work of like writing the rough rough draft of your sample chapters. And there's all these little touch points that allow you to feel tended and held along the way. So, you know, a writing plan for the week, soul notes for your your writerly soul and then an examine to reflect on how the week went that kind of holds you in the writing process for the sample chapters which we give six weeks to in the second trimester course so in this 
in this checklist that I've given to you, I've encouraged you to, you know, in some way include some of those pieces for yourself, you know, starting each week with a plan, ending each week with some reflective um, space to notice how the week went. Um, we move into writing your um Beyond writing your rough draft of your sample chapters, there's also some space here that asks you to revise and then self-edit. Um, the revision process is kind of that big picture. How did you accomplish the intention for each chapter? How was that successful? How might you need to keep filling in some of the holes that are here? And then self-editing is more of the nitty-gritty um, examination of your words and getting really concise and clear and focused in what it is that you're saying. And so this that's the part of the writing process that really hones and shapes the, the words on the page for you. So you become much more disciplined in that section. And then there's this whole long section in this checklist, all that's dedicated to your book proposal. There's a lot here. There's seven or eight major sections of the book proposal, and I tried to provide some kind of little mini bullet points under each of those major sections to give you a sense of what's included in those Um you know, what kinds of things you might consider for each of those sections, what kinds of questions to ask yourself, um, what kinds of things to be sure to seek out, um, prompts for like, we might jog your memory of um, things that could go potentially in your marketing and promotion section. Um, yeah, there's a lot here. And I just, <laughs> I just want to make sure you had a, enough to get going and try to include the, the big, the big points. Um, and there's, there's plenty that you can do to continue to research this yourself uh, beyond what's here in this checklist, but there's about a page and a half dedicated to the book proposal and all the elements that go into that. And then also breaking down what are kind of the main components of the query letter and how to go about starting to research potential publishing partners. How would you... Um, how would you know who to even seek out and how and creating some kind of a tracking system for yourself as you start that process? Okay, in the third trimester, um, you are working through production with your book publisher, um, or you are managing the production team yourself if you are self publishing. Um, but the big focus for us here at Book Whiffery is you are really working on your birth plan for the book because you're wanting to make the delivery of the book into the world as um, impactful and you know, celebratory as possible. And so we're really thinking through, um, you know, reflecting back on what you put into your book proposal as your marketing and promotion opportunities, and how can you create a plan for yourself to actually move forward in all of those things you said you were committed to doing, and um, just continuing to look for creative ways to serve your audience during this period, inviting them into the um, the experience of your book pregnancy, letting them see what's happening as it goes along so you build some anticipation, um, and also um, thinking of creative ways that you can serve them. It's not just about you and the book as like the focus, but it's really about, um, the reason you're doing this is for the people whose lives you really want to help see changed. And so thinking about what can I do that's really special for my audience that helps them go deeper into what the book is here to help them do. How can I help them experience more of that, really get the vision of what this can do for their life and invite them into that in some concrete ways. So that's really what I'm 
looking to help you do in the third trimester course is think creatively about how you can be engaging your audience and growing the awareness of your, you know, your book coming into the world through that time. Um, And then there's a little bit of a note here too about planning, brainstorming ideas for, and then planning the book's delivery celebration, how important it is to celebrate these important moments in our lives and bringing a book into the world is a huge one. And so I want you to remember not just to be planning for the birth of the book, but to be planning a celebration of the birth of the book that's for you, for you and the people closest to you, thinking of ways that you want to celebrate and mark this moment. Um, because the book is, it really does ask so much of you over a long period of time to keep pouring out. And what is something that you could do once the book's here to celebrate and really um, just honor the moment, the momentousness of this moment, um, and also maybe to allow something to be poured into you as you've done all of this work of gestating and developing and bringing to life and bringing into life and um, raising the banner on behalf of the book. Um, So thinking of ways to celebrate. And then I included a page here at the end on the postnatal phase of book pregnancy. And it's like, there's so many emotions that attend the book birth. It's there's the, you know, almost like, you know, ecstasy of this great high of having achieved this milestone that you've worked so hard and so long to do. Um, But there's also often uh, some feelings of sadness or feeling a little bit lost or bereft. Um, You've been working so hard on a goal and now the goal has been met and it's like, what am I working on now? And so instead of um, feeling kind of like you're casting about, not sure what to do with yourself, I've provided for you here some some kind of chunks of reflective questions that you can ask yourself that allow you to like look back and savor and remember and honor what has been in your book pregnancy, and also to look at the present place and say, you know, what has this been like to bring the book to life here now? What's happening with the book in the world now that it's here? Um, What was the experience of the delivery like? What was the experience of that initial postnatal period? Um, How have people been receiving the book? What has surprised me? Uh, What has been challenging for me as the parent of this book now that it's here? And then also beginning to, to notice what the needs are. What are your needs? What are the book's needs? And what does your audience seem to need in the way that they're responding to it? So, um, yeah, just providing you with some reflective space to notice your experience, past, present, and potentially future, and seeing um, what needs tending. How can you tend to yourself as you are tending to the life of the book and continuing to tend to your audience as they engage with your book and engage with your message? So, there's a lot here. The book Pregnancy Experience is not a quick one. Um, you could sprint through it. <laughs> Most people don't. Um, and so I just thought here to give you um, as much support as seemed um, realistic <laughs> that could be accomplished in a checklist format. Um, and I hope that you find it helpful. I hope you find it a, a good companion for you, a practical companion that helps you visualize what to do and when, and also to like set down the things that you don't need to worry about yet and just focus on what is the immediate concern or requirement 
right now in the season you are. Um, So yeah, just allowing you to kind of get a lay of that landscape and be attending to what's most present and most necessary. So I pray that this is a blessing to you. Um, Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about what to do if you're not yet pregnant with a book. So we're going to explore what that can look like if you are um, sensing that a book is in your future, but you're not there yet. And you're wondering, is there anything that I should be doing now to lay the groundwork for that? And And so um, once again, just some of the links that you can get here, bookwifery.com slash checklist to download the checklist, bookwifery.com slash expecting to go ahead and enroll in the four-week intro course that starts in January and gives you immediate access to the collective community as soon as you sign up. And then next week's podcast, focusing on what to do if you're not yet pregnant with a book. Thanks so much for being here. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bookwifery podcast. Show notes for each episode can be found at bookwifery.com slash podcast. I'd love to connect with you beyond the show. You can subscribe to my birth notes newsletter at bookwifery.com slash notes, where I share further details behind each week's episode, plus updates on all things bookwifery. My favorite place to hang out online is Instagram. You can find me at Christiane underscore bookwifery or by searching bookwifery in the explore tab. And lastly, don't you just love this music? It's called Lights Dissolve and is produced by a musician named Elliot Middleton. Thanks again for listening.